right. Well, Brandon, uh, excited to be back here um, for uh, just another dialogue to to dive in. Kind of part two of of last week. We were, talked about a lot. Talked about um, the, <laughs> yes, the we church did. dogma <laughs> doctrine uh, preferences opinion um, and. Yeah, just looking at Jesus being our foundation, right? The word of God being our foundation. And so really even pressing into Jesus, this idea of the church, um, you know, hmm. if if we're honest, um, I think sometimes it can be hard because culturally we feel this division. I think mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. here in the 2020s, mm -hmm. um, we're feeling it, but division isn't honestly new. Right. It right. just looks a little bit different. And so you see even Jesus, yes. um, there's, there's multiple stories where there's always this tension because I think sometimes we, if we're reading the Bible and we don't have maybe, um, the, the supplemental things that can help us if someone's maybe newer and they're just mm -hmm. reading, they, they may read the story like of Jesus and Zacchaeus and they say, so Zacchaeus, a tax collector. Okay. So like, that was just his job. That's what he did. Like, what was the big deal about Jesus stepping over the threshold of sharing dinner with Zacchaeus? Yes. Why was that a big deal? And I think yes. we missed some of that. And I think some of that can help us see um, the tensions in Jesus time. Mm -hmm. And then even the response of like, how the church should posture itself as we're following after Jesus. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, can we dialogue a little bit about that of yeah. helping us understand like culturally for someone who's listening that maybe has no context and says, what was the big deal about yeah. Jesus and Zacchaeus and sharing a meal with this dude? Isn't he just a dude that collects tax? <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, you're right. This is like the age of division, isn't it? Um, it's, it's everywhere and you, you can't really, it's hard to know when it started in, in its yeah. most recent iteration. You're right that it's always been around, um, but we can look at our culture and go, gosh, there have been probably, uh, you know, depending on what you want to group together, three to five lightning rod events in the mm. last few years. Um, and uh, that, that have kind of, they're signaling events, really. They show us who we should be friends with and who we should not be friends with, mm. right? Mm. So you look at, you know, you could look at the election, most recent presidential election. It was incredibly divisive. Um, the the murder of George Floyd and like the phenomenal like fallout and and yeah. and, and, and pain associated with this. Um, you can talk about for sure COVID and the response of, of that and where you landed on that. Even the, even the language, like where you landed, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, um, like you can talk about Roe v. Wade. You can talk about sexism. You can talk about gender inequality, yeah. these kind of things. Like it, it, this is the age of, of division and depending on what news channel you watch or yeah. who you voted for, like that puts you into this camp or this camp. Right. Mm. And, um, it is something that like, you know, we, you and I have talked about, I don't know how many hours in touchpoint Tuesdays or, or, yeah. or, or videos, or even just conversations in the hallways that, that you and I have had about this. Cause it's such a painful thing to see in the church. Yeah. Um, like I, it, it really just flat out hurts, you know? Um, and so like we just quick comment and then we'll, I want to get into something that Paul says in first Corinthians 11. Um, we need to remember that in Jesus's own band of disciples were people who should have hated each other. Hmm. I think in that, like that little microcosm of those 12 guys, yeah. like you've got, and the, the two that, especially if you watch the chosen stuff or like you're aware of that, you're, you, you see it maybe in sharper relief, but you've got a tax collector 
who is a Roman employee, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's working for the man and not even the man, <laughs> but like the oppressive man. Yeah. Like yeah. The, this is not a good thing. Yeah. Like you don't want to yeah. be tied to Rome. And then you've got a Jewish zealot. So his his he's the guy with the don't tread on me flag. He's going mm. like, no, like I'm overturning your government. Let's get yeah. Rome out of here and let's get back to the kingdom of Israel, right? And Jesus takes these two people, he puts them together and he goes, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Mm. And, you know, the, the the gospels don't give us the clarity of like how those callings happen yeah, you know, right? or like when, like part of me just wants to believe that they're in like the same day. <laughs> Cause like, that would just be so revolutionary. Be like, oh my gosh, how are these two men sitting here? They should hate each other. Weren't they fighting the other day? Like, yeah. oh my gosh, you know? And so you can extrapolate that and think like, well, what would that be in our context, you know? And you could use your imagination. But um, I think the point of that is that Jesus is the great leveler, that Jesus yeah. and, and the gospel makes all those worldly divisions evaporate, you know? And um, I've said this before, and it, it, it got me into trouble. There was, there was somebody that had a problem with this, and um, I'm, I'm okay sharing it again. I, I, th I believe it, that if you're, if you're a part of the church, and not just this church, but yeah. if you're a part of the church, the church. okay, so if you're a Christian, you claim Christ, um, you've been born again, right? If that's you, and you, you happen to be a politically conservative person, the best kind of person in your life is not another politically conservative person. You probably want a political liberal in your life. Hmm. Like, what? Same thing goes the other way, is if you are a Christian and you happen to be a politically liberal person, yeah. the best kind of person you should have in your life is not somebody else exactly like you. Find somebody on the other side. If only to learn how worldly these things are, how passing they are, and how much more beautiful Jesus, Jesus is. is. Hmm. So here's here's where we drive the thing. Yeah. This is Paul yeah. writing to the church in Corinth, okay? And he says this. He says, uh, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you. Hmm. And I go like, geez, Paul, like you're reading my, <laughs> my journal. Yeah. Like, are you looking at 2023, right? Like, yeah, eh, okay. There are divisions among you. And he says, I believe it in part. But then he takes this a direction that the Corinthians probably didn't expect. He says, for there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. Hmm. What's he mean? Simply, he means that divisions and factions have a way of sorting out people who are mature believers and people mm -hmm. who are just like kind of fans on the bubble and just like kind mm -hmm. of there. Because when you take a side in a faction and when you deepen your trench, right? And you get, I'm never having that person over to my house, right? I'm never having dinner with that person. I don't even like that person based on a worldly descriptor, right? Yeah. What you're showing is like, gosh, you don't, you do not have the heart of the Lord. You don't. And like, it is like our statement around here, we make much of Jesus every day to everyone. But that's why I love that statement so much is because I go, man, in a world that wants to make so much of so much, man, just let it pass and we're just going to make much of Jesus. You know, there seems to be something very leveling, very something very centering about Christ and Christ alone. Um, and so all that is like preamble to like, yeah. well, why do we argue? Why do we fight? Yeah. What is that? But I think, I think we have to talk about that first, the reality of divisions. Um, and and how 
Paul even says, yeah, they should be there. And the reason that they're there is that the approved among you may be seen or, or recognized. He doesn't mean saluted or congratulated. He just, you just, you know, who's, who doesn't take sides. Those are the mature ones. Yeah. Which is like, gosh, that's so healthy. Anyway. Well, and I think even with that, like you look at the disciples, okay. Yeah. Of like the ones that Jesus said, follow me, that they didn't all have everything figured out, even as they're following <laughs> Especially, him, and, right? And they all, they all did turn their turn their back on him when he was crucified. Yeah, yeah. And so I think even in that, like the love of like it wasn't well because this is the camp this person was in before Jesus called them that somehow they're more advanced in the game. Like when it yes. came down to it, you know, there is still something in all of us that Jesus is working out. It's just like yeah, right the yeah. idea of right when we accept Jesus, we are. Oh. Keep going. Right, we are justified, yes. but sanctification. I think that's the piece we miss. Like sanctification is this yes. ongoing process, and I think Absolutely. that's what's really hard. Is that I think at times we get divided because maybe you know it's this tension. Like we like to read through and and read verses about how right it's only right growth is only by God, mm-hmm. but then we lean into the frustration at I'm frustrated at this person. Mm-hmm. But if their growth and their sanctification is on God's timeline, mm-hmm. then what is he asking me to do? And I think sometimes right. it's this, oh, all so I good. know is how to be divisive and angry and yelling instead of like mm-hmm. staying with and, mm-hmm. and, and fighting for and pushing yes. through. And like, yes. I've, I've felt that tension. So um, we, we've talked I, about I this. Saw- this is all I've known here at, at, at this church, the yeah. local church context. And so I was a young dude and now I'm like in my 30s. And so this idea of like staying through season and You're knowing so some old, people man. who, <laughs> sorry, uh, but but I, but I think there is something yeah. about that how easy and there are times where my flesh wanted to say, well, what do I do right in the yeah. midst of a storm for whatever reason, yeah. Yeah. Um, whether it's I'm guilty of something or because mm-hmm. I'm angry or because of these things, it's like this. Oh, it'd be easier to mm-hmm. to jump ship mm-hmm. instead of saying I'm gonna keep sitting at this table, I'm gonna keep yes. gathering, I'm gonna keep showing up yeah. because Jesus is worth it. It is. It demands profound security in Christ to mm. advocate for somebody who disagrees with you because they are a Christian. Mm. We talked about this. I don't even remember how long ago, but there's this great story. There's this great scene where Arthur Brooks, who's a who's a political commentator and social scientist, he's a lecturer. He's he's quite brilliant. He talks about courage. And he, he, when he, he tries to define courage, he says that courage is not standing up for what you believe. Mm. Like we think that's courage, yeah. but that's actually, it can be, but it, it still is about me. Yeah. He defines courage in a really helpful way. He says, courage is def- or standing up for what you believe on behalf of those with you, disag- on, on behalf of those that you disagree with. Mm. So going like, look, it's not right that this person who I disagree with shouldn't have advantage, right? Like there, there's this, like, yeah. it is very other oriented. It takes profound security in Christ to, to, mm. to get there, to stand up, right. Um, on behalf of others, even when I disagree with them, my mind goes to, you know, I, I saw a headline the other day and it may be old now, but, um, and I may be getting the facts wrong. So maybe I'm, <laughs> I stay to mention it, but, um, it was, it was a, um, it was a Christian like a line of Christians in the Middle East who were uh, pushing back a riot squad, um, protecting Jews' right to worship. Hmm. And I love that because I go, that that's actually really 
really beautiful where I go like, yeah. I, I would disagree with your theology at a, at a really foundational level. We talked yeah. about dogma last time. Yeah. I'm going, if, yeah. if you, if you don't believe Jesus is Messiah, I'm going to disagree with your theology, but I'm not going to let these people hurt you. Hmm. Ooh, we, we don't, we don't know how to do that. That's a very curious thing. Um, to grow up as a Christian into that. You talk about sanctification being yeah. a process. Like, yes, salvation is a point. Sanctification is a process. So mm. like there is a point where you're yeah. saved. Absolutely. But yeah. sanctification is between now and the time I close my eyes and head to glory, right? Like, yeah. And so yeah. I got a long way to go. Paul mm. says this to Timothy, which I talking about process and yeah. growing up yeah. as, as, a, as a Christian. He says this, he says, he gives him a bunch of instructions in First Timothy 4. He talks about, um, setting an example. He says, read scripture, teach it. Don't neglect the gift you have. And then he says something crazy. He says, practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Hmm. And I, I, I don't, I was with you right up until that point. Yeah. Right. Like I don't, I don't want other people to see my progress. I want to hide it. I don't want to, if I'm a tree in a greenhouse, I want to grow in a corner. I don't want to grow right out in front of everybody. But then he says this, Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. And so what he means by that is I'm that, that it's beneficial for the people in my life, myself and my hearers. Yeah. And I'm a pastor, so like literal hearers, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But the people in my life, it is beneficial for their walk with the Lord to see me prog like progress as a Christian. And how often I want to hide it. And not share what he's teaching me and, and, mm. and just kind of be my, so all this to say, let's get back to the real question. Like where we started is like crossing the threshold and talking with Zacchaeus, um, having dinner. I'm, you know, I was, I'm in Luke just a little bit ago and, um, you know, uh, where's it? It's in like, uh, in Luke 18, you know, he has dinner with a tax collector, right? This whole same deal, yeah. right? These, why is that such a big deal? Why does that matter? Um, because this is somebody who, should have been the enemy and Jesus calls him friend. Hmm. That's mind boggling to me. And he shows him love and he comes closer and, and they have a great conversation. Interesting. The one in, in Luke 18, the tax collector has this like different edge to him than, than Zacchaeus does. Right. Here's the story. Can I just read it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's what he says. He told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Okay. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. Okay. Mortal enemies. Pharisee, like yeah. the most rigorous law keeping, yeah. like this yeah. dude knows his doctrine and he's ready to school you and yeah. he's got you, right? And a tax collector, right? The Pharisee standing by himself prayed to us, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, right? Tax collectors, yeah. unjust yeah. tax collectors, adulterers, whoa, or even this tax collector. God, thank you, right? I fast twice. And then he gives his resume. Yeah. I fast twice a week. I give all the tithes of all that I get. And, and Jesus is like kind of going on. Right? But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but he beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And so you have these two people, one who's acting exactly the way that, that, that everybody thinks he should mm. spotless Christian. This dude is like, he's got it on yeah. lock. And you got this other guy who acts in a way that nobody expected. 
because he's supposed to be this savage enemy. And here he is being desperate before the Lord. Hmm. And Jesus says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. That is such a powerful story, right? And then we see it in real life with Zacchaeus. Yeah. Right? Anyway. Yeah. No, and I, I love that. And I think even as we look at this idea of of the church, right, is, is made up uh, of people that Jesus has redeemed. Mm-hmm. And so as we gather into worship, um, you know, we say make much of Jesus every day to everyone. There's like beauty in that. And then what's really hard is because that is so ambiguous, mm. um, we mm-hmm. have to be okay knowing that's why that, I like it. <laughs> and I know, and like that's where we have to be okay. And I think even in this of knowing that like you're everyone may yeah. look a lot different. And like, but like that's good. Mm-hmm. And so like the tables and the thresholds that you cross over, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. those are people that God and spaces that God has entrusted to you. And like that's yeah. okay. And so I think that's even some of the beauty of like specific to the North Canaan Chapel, where there, there is a lot that we can argue and get device on because the makeup currently is right. We say like five generations. And so that's a lot. And it's really different. Like we're joking before filming all of this of like, you don't know what the movie Good Burger is. And so I was trying to make a joke and like, you don't understand. And so there's some of the stuff where it's like culturally, like even just even that little context where, okay, we may, and I don't know, I, this happened to Amplify this year too. I was like, I don't know what generation I'm in. And so by, and then I said, cause I'm angsty. So I think I am a millennial. Um, so I'm just gonna say it again. But, but even in that, like, there's all these things and it's always like where we should be. And I think, I think what happens when we have a right view of Jesus and mm-hmm. I think even mm-hmm. the church is like, we see the beauty in this of like, yes, l- look at how, how magnificent and how wonderful he is mm-hmm. that it doesn't make sense, right? That it doesn't make sense that these two should be enemies. Yeah. And Jesus, like the picture in my head is like when Jesus sends out in twos. Yeah, you know what two I think oh, he sent out together. Oh, I've never thought like of I, that. I sit with that and oh, and wow. honestly, oh, like there's this beautiful picture, and I wonder. I was like, you know what? I bet that some of the people that I've now grown to love over my my tenure here, that yeah. times where I felt there was conflict, I was like, now it's this point. Like I hope Jesus sits us at the same table. Oh man. Um, yeah, man. And I think oh, this is the point where where it turns to when we say we want to make much of Jesus every day to everyone. It's saying, yeah. man, there's beauty because there's people that God has entrusted to you, yeah. um, that He has entrusted to me, that they may frustrate me, and I don't know how to. But then I look and I say, but but do you just see how wonderful, and magnificent He is? Yeah. Yeah. That he would send right to these who who would be enemies, yeah. right? That he's given us right the ministry of reconciliation, well, and, and that's it, isn't it? Because that's where that fall. I'm, I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you, but no, I couldn't. No, that is it. Because let's not forget, we were enemies of God. Mm-hmm. Like that, and that that's that that's what the Pharisee misses. That's what the righteous man, and all throughout Luke, like Jesus has several yeah. several of these yeah. encounters. That's what they all miss is they're like they think that they're entitled somehow because of ethnicity or whatever. No. Jesus levels the playing field. And we're going to hit this, this this summer as we're going through Ephesians, right? Oh, and Ephesians talks about, right, Buckle he pre- <laughs> pre- preached peace to you who were near and peace yeah. to you who were far, right? And he yeah. to- it says he tore down the, the dividing wall of hostility, right, yeah. through the blood. Here's I, I heard something the other day uh, on the radio that was very interesting. I listen to the radio because I'm old, right? 
I'm a millennial too, by a year is what I hear. Uh, so I'm 42. I don't know. I'm a millennial, but I'm getting snarky and crusty and old or something. I don't know. But I was listening to the radio the other day and I heard an advertisement for a, um, I don't know if it's a business or a nonprofit or what, but it really intrigued me. And it was a great commercial um, that uh, the, the, the service is for like basically fostering conversation between people who aren't like each other. Mm. And so they talked about how they paired you know, a man and they, 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 they played a clip of his voice. And so he sounded like, okay, they don't really tell you, but he's like, okay, he sounds like a white man, maybe mid sixties. Like, okay. They paired him up with somebody who um, maybe would be of an ethnic minority, different life story, different context, maybe even a different language or whatever. And the service uh, that this mm -hmm. nonprofit provided was a conversation. And just to say, we're going to give you four or five discussion prompts and we're just going to let you guys talk. And so the, the commercial was them saying like, I really enjoyed this. I was really scared, but I, I really enjoyed hearing from, you know, Rob or whatever. And he goes, yeah, I was scared too. But like when she started mm -hmm. talking, I realized that like we share more in common. And like it almost brought me to tears because, you know, I'm coming back from sabbatical and I'm an emotional wreck right now anyway. Um, we can just get in line because I always cry. So <laughs> it, it almost brought me to tears because I go, why? We missed the boat. Like mm. why? that's our job. Why aren't yeah. we doing that? Like, and I'm not talking about like a marketing opportunity or a program to run, but I'm going like, we're Christians. Like, look at, look at the precedent that has been set for us in Jesus. Look at the pages of the new Testament that, 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 like you talked about, like breaking down the dividing wall of hostility to him. There's no Jew nor Greek, no male nor female. Nor like these things that Jesus has done to bulldoze a lot of times, like the year of, or the season of division, the age of division, yeah. we have re-erected these walls. Mm. And it's like, man, let's be that as a church. Like, let's do that. Let's have conversation and not let it be this, like, I've got to arm wrestle you into the kingdom. And the mm. only value of this conversation is if I get you to come to Easter service. Mm. No, like, I want to talk to you because I actually love you. Yeah. That seems very Christ-like to me. Mm. Um, anyway, sorry. That, no, no, I'm no I love that. And I think, you know, I think that's from the heart as we move into this, this next series to ask some of these questions. I know your yeah. heart even of, as you're going to say, we, we want to be, be honest about what the church is, yeah. but I think we can do that and also be honest about the reality of because the church is made of broken people, that yeah, there's things that those broken people get wrong, yeah. but it doesn't mean that the church is wrong. Um, be big, gracious. Big C, big C church. Be um, gracious. And is... so I think even with that, like if you're listening or watching this, um, mm. we just want to invite you um, yeah. even a, as our staff um, to, to, to reach out with those questions you may have and just know that, um, we we welcome that Absolutely. and it it's not a we want to just provide a like one and done answer but but a conversation and that we just encourage you that if you're just you're asking those um and that maybe you're coming with with wounds or you're just frustrated because yeah. you've yeah. been hurt by the church or you're frustrated because a church you've been a part of hasn't got something right like Jesus is the, is the one that holds 100%. this together and 100%. he's, he's still working. And so don't forget that. And we just want to continue to invite you to that and to join us. And yeah, this has just been great conversations yeah. and um, yeah, Jesus is good. And we're just excited to continue uh, following after him um, to, to ask questions and 
just ask him to lead us by his word and by his spirit. So thanks, Brandon. Absolutely. Thank uh, you. See you next time. 